The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for being here, and thank you for, uh, more than anything, for being an intentional spirit. And wow, have we had lots of opportunities in the last couple of years. The intentional spirit, like I say, I think one of the the characteristics of someone being intentional, and I know I'm looking at this often myself, is when you're waiting on something or when something's going on externally or something in your culture is happening, do you continue to walk forward, make plans, take advantage of maybe doing something brand new, or do you sit and see how things go? And so that is one of the reasons that this show is very special to me because it reiterates, it emphasizes the need to keep that forward movement in your life. It doesn't mean that on occasion you can't be still and know, but you still keep attentiveness, your intention in that direction. So I'm really thrilled today because I get to have a conversation with the amazing Dr. Aileen Curtin, and she is the Dean of Education at the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning International. I'd like to welcome you today, and thank you for being here. Thank you, Temple. I am so honored to be here and so delighted to be here. Well, I think that what is really cool is that there are there are people that go with systems the way they are, and there's other people that allow the experience in their lives to shape-shift them into being a trailblazer, you know, for something that could be new or, or could be different. And, you know, tell us about you. And um, I know you came from Ireland. Um, tell us some of your story. And I, I feel that embedded within the body of that story would be a number of times where you had a vision of something that didn't exist and through your intention it became reality i think i've lost you am i in i know you're here temple no we hear you can you hear me Jeff, do you hear me? Yep. Okay. All right. Um, should we call her back? Take a break? No, I'm what here. Yes, I hear you right now, Temple. Can you hear me? Yeah, I don't no. know what happened. But anyway, afterwards, Jeff, he will cut that out. So the question I asked you, did you hear the question? Uh, you were just going to enter into maybe uh, examples or stories from my life, and I could not hear the rest. 
maybe. Um, no, I'm asking yeah. you to tell us about you. You know what about yeah. your life and how you wound up. Um, you know, doing what you do now. Yeah. Give us some of your history and your background, yeah. and talk about you. Uh, Yes, so I was born and raised in Ireland, lived there for, the, for approximately the first almost 30 years of my life, grew up um, going to school there, uh, fluent, I'm a fluent Gaelic language speaker, I became an elementary teacher in the national educational school system there, and I really thought my what I would do in life would I would get married, have children, and just stay in Ireland, and had never any idea that my life would unfold. So I just loved the name of your show, The Intentional Spirit, because um, towards the end of the late 80s, I applied for a lottery uh, to just for fun, the opportunity to travel and come to the United States. And at that time, it was known as the Green Card Lottery, and I applied for fun. And uh, wouldn't you know that I actually received, I won the lottery, literally. I, my name was chosen out of 12 million people. Uh, 60,000 were selected, and I had the opportunity, but I had to make up my mind very quickly to immigrate, to leave Ireland that I loved, that I, and come to the United States. And so that was, um, you know, people, I look back on that period of my life, and people say, how could you do that, leave something that was so familiar? And my answer is, how could I not do it? Because I just felt that I was drawn or to go in that direction. So I immigrated to the United States, went directly to Kansas City, of all places, which is not your typical place for um, an Irish lady. And even when I was coming through uh, immigration in New York, the immigration officer said, are you sure you want to go to Kansas City? you know, uh, there's just saloons and cowboys there, nothing in Kansas City. And here you are, uh, and Unity Worldwide Ministries is in Kansas City. But all that to say, I ended up in Kansas City. I had an aunt there at the time who was my sponsor for my green card. And I fell in love with the, with the opportunities here in the United States. And I went back to college to the University of Missouri in Kansas City, got my certification to be to teach in the public school system. So I spent approximately three years there in that area, taught for Kansas City, Kansas public schools. And then I met my husband and I followed him to Texas, to Dallas, Fort Worth. And then I, the following 25 years, uh, I spent in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, went on to teach there to uh, finish a master's degree in education and then to go on and to complete a doctorate of philosophy degree at the University of North Texas and then worked in the system for about 18 years, uh, worked my way all the way through from a visiting professor assistant, went up the ranks all the way to full professor, and eventually to be the chair and the director of the department there. And during that time, I um, was given many leadership opportunities, but one of them was to develop 
degree programs for the university within the School of Education, and I was the founding creator and the the um, the director for the Doctor of Education degree program there, and um, so then um, hopefully you're still there, Temple. You can hear me. I'm totally here. We're listening to right. your story. Wonderful. Yeah, let that go. We can hear you Excellent. fine. We're good. Good. So then, so, um, and, but one of the things that, and so during that period of time, I was, of course, I was raised Catholic in Ireland, which is usually a fair assumption at the period of time that I grew up in. So I hadn't really practiced Catholicism, but I'd always had this strong spiritual draw within me. So I, so over in those years, I was always dabbling in, with yoga, I became a certified yoga teacher. I became a Reiki, um, uh, a Reiki practitioner, and I was doing and uh, doing art. So I was always enjoying doing the healing arts on the side, not realizing that I was being prepared for my uh, for my eventual eventual move to Florida in 2018. So in 2018, um, my husband and I relocated to Florida. I'd always had a desire to be near, to be closer to water again. And any of you who are familiar with the North Texas area know that it's very flat, very little trees, <laughs> and all that to say. So I ended up um, coming back and forth to the St. Petersburg area, found First Unity Spiritual Campus, and with with all of that, and slowly and surely found myself finding the principles of unity, new thought teaching, which just totally made complete sense to me, and always, you know, flowing and moving in, in, in spiritually in the, within the unity principles, even before I ever knew that there were such principles. And I always smile to this day, because when I immigrated, I went to Kansas City, but never at that time was even aware of unity village or unity worldwide ministries and so i feel like i've come full circle in my life as it were so so then then of course once i came to st petersburg florida i met the awesome reverend temple hayes and so a chance meeting in 2018 when i came to first unity to offer yoga as a class, and maybe I'll just stop right there and see if you you want to redirect me. So that was where the conversation started about creating a new type of institute for uh, for training leaders and spiritual leaders. Well, so you know, I, I I think it's beautiful how you know unity uh, finds people. You know, this is what we talk about, you know, all the time in different ways is to pay attention on your journey. Um, like, you know, like you said, here you were in Kansas City, here you were at the back door of the of the unity movement. It's amazing how many things have been created there in that area. One being Disney, you know, was a big um, at one time there in that area. And it's just there you were, and yet it continued to seek you and find you. And and I love that that's what we talk about when we talk about the student's path and the journey we call life is we have these encounters, you know, certain things find us 
and it's part of our our destiny, if you will. If we answer, you know, if we pay attention, if we if we listen, and I I can see that regardless of other studies or the years of, of deepening in shamanic practice or whatever it is that it's still those those five ideas of unity th- that really offer such great medicine you know for everyday life i i have said frequently you know through the years whether it's facing death or tragedy or unexpected drama or self-imposed that i can't imagine being on a journey called life and not having the principles of new thought. I just, I just, it's like American Express. Who could leave home without it? You know what I mean? I just, I can't imagine that because it's my medicine. It's my reassurance. I can consistently still go back regardless of what is going on externally. I can go back. I can, I can remember here I am. Do I believe in something greater than myself? Surely there is. Yes. What's my relationship with that? Um, What am I putting out there? What is my thinking? What is my alignment? You know, it's like I saw a a poster the other day by Louise Hay is, you know, I'm not sitting around trying to fix my problems. I change my mind and my problems, you know, dissipate. I love that. I think that's, it's that it's that shift in awareness and and shift in our minds and so i also was wondering as a as a student of the teaching called life how has the the unity teaching impacted you it has totally um transformed my life it has given me um I weren't want a structure, as it were, because as soon as I found unity and I've, I, I started reading, um, you know, the works of the Fillmore's, and I started taking unity classes. I started uh, doing. I took all of the SEE courses, and I just devoured it. I just I I've always loved. Um, I started understanding the Bible better, being raised Catholic, we never really, we were never encouraged to read the Bible. So having, I would say the metaphysical principles of interpreting the Bible or understanding it has probably been my greatest joy that I enjoy the most. I'm very, I love reading. And so for me, being able to, you know, take one of the the books of the Bible are, are, are even books from, um, you know, that people would consider 100 years old or, or whatever. I just in, really, really enjoy that. Uh, I'm very taken with how advanced the Fillmore's, particularly Charles, was in his thinking. And I come up, I'm, I'm in awe of how somebody could create the metaphysical Bibles that he did. And, and I just love also being able to bring my own spirit and allow myself to meditate and to ask, what does this mean for me? So I would say the empowerment, for unity empowered me to, particularly to move past sin, 
uh, being raised Catholic, I was raised with a lot of very limiting beliefs about who I was, uh, sin, and um, particularly original sin, if anybody knows what that is out there, that we're already born uh, with sin, and, and that, so it, it moved me out past the idea that I had to suffer through life, and it, it helped me understand, yet no, life is to be enjoyed. Life is in the present moment. I love the resurrection, the symbolism of the cross, the vertical being in the present moment, and the horizontal, you know, my life and where I, where I intersect in the present moment. It has certainly absolutely freed me from what we would call my own sense of Irish guilt that I was raised with. It has simply opened my mind to endless possibilities, uh, especially new thought. Uh, recently, I led um, a class at First Unity on spirit expressing, and we studied uh, the um, Ask, and it is given the Abraham Hicks book. And being able to see how that transforms other people, and I love to teach, so being able to take metaphysical principles and to guide people and to teach people and say, well, you know, maybe consider this. So I would say for me it has opened up the window of my life, the window of my world, uh, to the infinite possibilities that spirit has for me and the ability that if I allow that spirit can move through me and help and that if I listen to spirit, spirit will always guide me to what it is I need to be doing next. It's the kind of thing that it's one thing to hold the space of, you know, how I can be guided next, but it, it's another thing to be in the space of being attentive and allowing you know, and letting it unfold, just like, you know, you were guided here in a, in a unity community. There's many unity communities um, throughout Florida. It's, uh, we, we have a lot of them here. We have three in our city. That's and right. so, but of all the spaces for you to go, that you would wind up here and, right. um, and that, that encounter happen. I I think that that's, it's so important that I don't want to imply that we take it for granted. I think that sometimes people get caught in the, in the reason that they're doing something instead of the allowing, you know, of why they're doing something. I don't know if you remember it or not, but the first time I met you and we came together and we met, I said something to the fact that of what I like to say with other people, uh, including you, is that uh, I like to release all agendas from a predecided what this is going to be and allow what can be to emerge. And um, that is a to me a profound practice in that in that space with new events or new possibilities with people is that. And I felt that was a, a rich, so as you can tell, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this space of what we have co-created together 
But the only reason it came about was because of the practice of unity and the application of unity, not the bumper stickers of unity or the lofty words, but the reality of what everyday life can look like, you know, and you were um, guided to come in and meet me. And behind the scenes, I was being guided that there was something deeper that I was being called to do and looking for a way of that. But when we were meeting, neither one of us had any kind of agenda at all. Mm-mm. No. And I, I, think uh, that, I think that marriages can be brighter if there's, if there's the new emerging and the space of that and a relationship with children um, at whatever age and within careers is the being able to walk in and go, let me see if I can look at this through a different window today. Let me, let me see what, you know, could emerge with this today, but not having an agenda just in the open hearted conversation that we had, we both had a love for seeing something very different and very rich and somewhat mystical. We both agreed that within our society today, there is a huge lack when it comes to leadership. I'm not talking about certificates or coaching programs or, you know, I got my other certificate from this organization. I'm talking about the core of a person being a true leader. That's an entirely different thing. And uh, you'd asked me earlier about how the unity, you know, how the principles transformed me. And I would say the other thing is fear. It helped me see that fear, when fear comes up in my life, that that is something that I have need to face. And so when we met and, and you know, the opportunity to create, so if, you, if, we, if you, we want to create in life, we have an idea those fears do come up because immediately we go into with how how is this going to happen and so in the allowing what i've learned from the unity principles and and from you as well temple is that you know let go of the how just allow and and you know looking back now you know when this the, the idea for the institute was formed it was very much in that space of we did not have a conceived idea of it's going to look exactly like this. It has more or less formed itself the way and it has the way it looks today, and that it is still in this constant state of allowing a constant moving a constant change because the only thing that is constant in life is change, but very often institutions of learning, of which I'm very familiar with at the public school and the university settings, are always in that state of traditions and holding on to this is the way this is the way we do it this is the way it should be done this is the way we've always done it and so when you when you you know are open to allow maybe there's another way of doing this or presenting these wonderful principles and ideas to the world how about 
this way. And so moving into that state of, that was the, the state and the energy that we were in when, when we began the, the, the co-creation of Illy, in, including what do we call it, how, you know, how do we brand it and all of that. So very, very much, very much uh, spiritually, um, spiritually inspired, spiritually driven, uh, even before we knew how this was going to be, how it was going to be created, as it were. And it still is. You know, I, I think that's yeah. the beauty of, of really the visionary and especially in the current times that we're at or in any time, it's important to allow something new. You know, I mean, neither one of us have the experience personally, but we have used this metaphorically many times in a like of raising a child. You know, yeah. and I know it from being a guardian to Miracle. You know, I can have all these preconceived ideas of what she's going to love and what she's going to be like. And I can do all that. But where I really benefit is creating a template, but allowing the space for things to shift or things to change and the surprises, you know, of, right. um, of what can occur with that. And that's, Really what, you know, education wasn't really designed to put things in a box. And um, it's like, you know, you hear me say that there's a big difference between being certified and dignified. And I, I feel that that's one of the things that of many that we are in such harmony about is that you can have so many certifications on your wall and I'm not making light of them. Uh, many of us really work hard from them. We don't just order them through the mail for, you know, $20. But that being said, certification becomes dignified because you start making it your own. You take the learnings that you've learned from other people according to their own interpretations. And then you grow into the deeper, deeper, deeper interpretation um, yourself. Everyone that's tuning in, I'm talking to Dr. Aileen Curtin. She is the Dean of Education, among so many other things, at the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning International. That website is shortened by Illy, I-L-L-L-I dot org. And so tune in with us or join me at templehays.com, and it will take you there as well. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone, and it's so good to greet you from an open heart on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday day, and we're talking about the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning International. We're talking to Dr. Aileen Curtin today. She is the Dean of Education, and this tremendous institute was two people with an idea that 
to find a need and fill it. And we both became extremely aware that there was a need to go an additional direction of education, of knowledge, of awareness. And I I think one of the things that we talk about a lot, Aileen, is there's a difference between a knowing and a knowingness. And one of the things that I noted in New Thought is that in being credentialed in two organizations is that you learned what other people knew and you were, you really developed your knowing, you studied books and, you know, it was kind of like college. You got, you got your mind full of a lot of stuff, a lot of material, a lot of how to, and all those kind of things. But there's something that's very different when we're talking about knowingness. And that is my gratitude towards a shamanic path, a path where it's, it's deeper than knowing. It's a knowingness. It really is ancient teaching. I'm, I'm clear that the Fillmore's were totally tapped into it, right? That they had this immense ability to tap into that innate wisdom that they had brought into this lifetime. And so that's really what the Institute is all about is to activate. This is our motto to activate the soul's mission to open the heart of the world. And that's the space we come from. Not that we're talking about the broken world and the messed up world and the crazy world. That is what is shown in a view in a camera. (laughs) We're talking about the collective world. And so Dr. Aileen, why don't you explain um, our institute and, you know, the the knowledge that you bring with it and the people that have already been. Sure. So, um, so I would encourage listeners if you're if you're uh, near a computer or maybe later on that you find the website uh, i3lsi.org, and uh, essentially what we are are an online virtual university, and we we started out when we opened uh, in 2019 just before COVID we had. About 11 courses. So our courses, we have 22 uh, 22 faculty right now. We've got almost somewhere around 48, maybe even 50 courses. So I want the listeners to understand that once the idea was birthed and we, the the main intention was to create accessible, um, affordable access to courses. So when we were thinking of what we were creating, we were thinking of a global world as well, that people could go to the website and uh, get a course, uh, maybe share it in their community or or meet in somebody's home, uh, uh, buy the course, and then have weekly meetings or however they want to do it. All of our courses are pre-recorded, and what has been part of this uh, opportunity to allow and to develop is that when we started, we had our instructors who we all, we, I meet with them. We have a team of people who we do a background check. We, we vet all of the, the faculty members. And you'll see that all of our faculty members are people who are leaders in their own community. Not, some are unity ministers. Not, uh, some are science of mind ministers. 
Some are leaders with a very strong spiritual, uh, you know, not necessarily an ordained minister. So, so once our so initially our individuals created came in. We had a videographer. They created the course, and then of course we had COVID. And what we discovered during COVID was. Um, Hopefully you can still hear me. I'm just checking in. Yeah, you you can let that go. We don't have a problem with that anymore. Just stay the Thank course. You. I heard the, yes, I heard a little click, and so I thought, oh, no, we're we're all set. Good to graduate. go. So, um, so we had people, our instructors come in in front, uh, and our videographer. But the cost of creating courses that way was, um, and it 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 meant a lot more time. It meant a lot more preparation and then COVID happened and on lo and behold what we discovered was that people were now accessing and starting to play with Zoom and technologies that were always there but that they had never used and what has happened since COVID is we've had faculty members who now create their own courses in the comfort of their own homes using Zoom as their platform so all that to say we um we are so we once the courses are created they're uploaded uh we have a variety of courses we're constantly um in growing but we have courses in empowerment we have um courses uh, many courses that you of course Reverend Temple have created uh on prayer we have Vincent Jenna who does stop stopping yourself we have um we have courses on healthy living, we have Qigong, we have meditation, we have courses on leadership, we have uh, um, master classes on diversity, we have heart thoughtful leadership, we have life skills, which can, um, how to live a healthier life. We have uh, Barbara Bertuzzi, who does a wonderful course on healthy living and um so and and of course lots of spirituality, and but we also have so we have two tracks. We have what we call a lifelong learning track. So anybody who wants to deepen their 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 own lives, maybe improve in their own practice, whether it's prayer or health or meditation, can go to the website, choose a course, go in that direction. But then our other direction is we have. We wanted to develop a credentialing and a licensing program for for, for uh, spiritual leadership. So we have a fully developed spiritual leadership program uh, that has six modules, has a combination of different courses that students can take over a period of 12 months, go at their own pace, and then there is an internship, which is which is a very shamanic uh, series of courses that they take, and that so culminating in the end that they are ordained as New Thought ministers, and we ordained our first three in October 2015. So we have a lifelong learning path, and we also have the spiritual leadership program. Uh, which is approximately 18 months, but students can go at their own pace. There is an application process for that. There's an admissions and review process. 
where we uh, allow, where we interview candidates, we ask them why they are stepping into spiritual leadership, and they have that option of taking that route. So we have two distinct paths. You'll see that on the website, and it's really a matter of what what somebody is looking for in their life, uh, whether they're looking for um, credentialing and licensing as a spiritual leader. And if they're going in that direction, then um, one of our components that of the courses that we, that we have designed for our uh, spiritual candidates, our spiritual leader candidates, is that all of the courses are designed to enable the student to go deep. It's not about filling their heads with knowledge and with content. It's really about in-depth reflection and understanding themselves so that they can understand that there's a, you know, moving into that space of knowingness or moving into that space of allowing spirit to guide them in direction. So we actually, so most of our courses in the program are designed to actually remove limiting beliefs about themselves, uh, open themselves up to allow, to step into leadership, to step in, to be empowered. And uh, mentorship is one of our main components. So once the spiritual leaders are admitted into our program, they are um, carefully mentored. And we are, and of course you, Reverend Temple, have spent a lot of time mentoring our first three uh, um, graduates in October. So, so that's just an overview. I know that's a lot of information, but it's, it's very clear when somebody goes to the website and you can explore and you can see what we're about and what path maybe somebody is interested in taking. So I'll just stop right there and see if there was something you wanted to maybe uh, redirect me in Temple or ask a little more. No, I I just um, I just feel that what we're doing is just so so important um, in all circles, you know. And I I think it's important to say or to elaborate that you know when people think sometimes of being a spiritual leader, that could be that you're willing to invest time into being a greater, well-rounded, balanced human being. So you may be a wonderful parent. You know, uh, spiritual leadership doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be a tribal leader, right? Or you don't, or you have to be affiliated with an organization or a building or that you're going to be a preacher or it can, it can be some of those things. But like one of our graduates just really wanted to develop more of her inner knowingness, her deeper intuitive faculty, her, her more sense of connectedness. And she writes songs and she writes spiritual songs. And that is really what she wants her her work to do and to be. And um, so that's something that I think often people will downplay, you know, well, I, you know, I think that's all wonderful, but I don't know, you know, where I will ever use it or whatever. There's a misconception 
about that you use these kind of tools um, all your life and you, you draw from them. And so you don't have to have it be in a box or a frame or even know what you're going to be doing with it. You know, I, I had the funniest experience. I was over on the East Coast and a friend of mine had this huge lemon tree that needed to be taken out of the pot and put into this much bigger pot. And she said, I need help. And you're strong. And, you know, could you do it and or help me? And I lifted it up and I said, well, it's really not about being strong. It's about underneath the pot. There's these holes. And if you get air in it, it just pops right out, you know? And so then potted the plant, you know, I took all a, it, we spent more time talking about it than it did to actually do it but it was the most fun thing because she was like how in the world did you you know I mean you just did that and it was just so easy and I went well because I I did that in high school I worked for a nursery my band director um he had a nursery and so I helped him some in off hours and you know stuff like that so a learning is not true learning that's really designed I'm not talking about I can't tell you the courses I've learned in high school that I've never used, never, you know, I've never dissected a frog ever. And I pray I never will, but you know what I mean? True learning is something is it's, it means lifelong learning as it doesn't matter what age doesn't matter what your path is. But the other thing is when you are really getting the truth of learning, you use it all your life, all your life. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. And lifelong learning never ends. We're all like consciousness. Uh, every time we you we take a course, we 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 do something, whether it's an experience that we have faced and we overcome. We are not the same person, so it's constant consciousness expansion. So you'll see that on our website. You'll see the, the lotus flower, which is our symbol of, in, you know, in yoga, it's a symbol of enlightenment, but it really represents the idea that it takes, that it's out of the mud and the darkness and the struggles that we grow, and we don't grow, we don't, um, nothing grow, we don't grow in our comfort zones. And so, so as a spiritual leader, wherever we are in life, when we're learning and we're always open to expand, to see something from a different perspective, uh, that, is the, that is the philosophy that underlines our coursework, that underlines the path that we want our spiritual leaders to take. And it's not about, like you said, it's not about necessarily starting your own church, even though some of them might, but a lot of them are just standing in their own power, uh, whether it's in their family or whether it's finally writing that book or writing, like one of our graduates is moving into writing and somebody else is developing her her own ministry so it's it's that empowerment of allowing this the spirit within you and that's what true education always is bringing out bringing forth that is what what is already within you and the longer we and so that's one of our 
you know, the key components of the courses that that we offer. It's all about opening each of us up to be who we really are before the conditioning of the world and fears takes over us. And to be our to be our most liberated, joyful selves. So so all of the courses are designed. So those are the kinds of courses that we offer. Um, so we don't offer courses where we where students have to have this amount of work, do exams, and you know it's a, it's more the self reflection. It's the personal growth. That's what we're looking for. And it's it's such a. Um... I would like to say, too, that I feel through working with some of the students, and some of them had already been um, or had been active um, ministers in a field, and, you know, like we said, and some of them have no intention of doing so. But what I have noticed about all of them is they have developed kind of a multidimensional way of looking at life. And to me, that's the secret Um, because when you develop a habitual response to look at life one way through filters, you know, through perception, through past history, that's one way, but then there's the other frame, the window frame of what is this telling me? You know, when I step back, that's another frame. And then how can I, see this in not a way of making it right, but kind of seeing it um, in a new way. How can this deepen me? Or what am I resisting about this? You know, there's just so many different ways to look at, and it's not mentalizing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, like we used to say in the stress management days, we're not talking about paralysis analysis. We're not talking about an analytical, like you just beat something to death. (laughs) We're talking about a very grounded core of a human being that understands they're not here to replace being a human being. They're here to embrace it and to look Uh at the gifts and often so few recognized and tapped into gifts that are available that come from knowingness knowing this the mind is the the brain the i'm so smart the my iq that's all powerful and and we're not negating that that's amazing um yet if one doesn't understand just the coping abilities of everyday life and the understanding of dark and light and how they integrate together Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what degree you have; it's what That's degree right. you live. You know. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you know the internship and the the shamanic under I would say the underpinning is in all of that. Uh, seeing the dark and the light and understanding. Uh, because that's one of the things that I've always loved about Unity is when I walked into my first Unity church when I was in, in Texas, and it was um, free of judgment, full of love. So how then can you um, 
you know, help even in spiritual leadership or, or people understand. So how can you live a life where you can be free of judgment and still love? And that's a, it's, it's, it's a difficult uh, task being a human being because in our, huma- in our humanity, we do carry our, our intellect, our judging minds, we carry our ego minds. And so how, how do we transcend that while still living in this life? And so, so the courses, many of them, like, um, will, will help, uh, you know, student, whatever it is. Maybe you need to, to be still and meditate. Maybe you need to understand how to pray more. Maybe you need to take care of your temple body. And that's what I love because one of the things, you know, we wanted to take care of the mind, the body, and the spirit, but, but especially the body. And if you're not able to, uh, to know what, what it is you put into your body, the food, how you take care of your body temple is as equally important as living your best life. And I know you're a big proponent of that temple, very, very much so. So that's one of the components of our leadership program. We have a whole module. We call it the healthy module where we want our, our candidates who are going for ordination to know what it is to be healthy, to move, to to do qigong or yoga or whatever. So all of that is is just as important as as prayer is just as important as the mind just uh, so being in all of that, how do we live our best lives in this present moment? So so there's so many of the courses it's not just a course in well-being and it's a, it's it's more in-depth than that. So that's what I love about this, is the opportunity for, for our students to be there, to understand all aspects of being human, but also being, being close to divinity and spirit while being in their human, their human incarnation. Yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. And I would invite all of you to uh, to go into illy.org, I3Ls and an I.org, shortened by Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning International, and check out the various things that we offer and that we have. And um, on this incredible path and it's open-ended too of, you know, ways to participate and learn. And I would also say that for some of you out there that you have a course or you have something specific um, that would fit in, um, you can contact, uh, contact us. You can go to my website. You can go to dean at illy.org. Uh, you can write the dean that way. But we would also like to hear from you because we love to feature a wide range of people and their views of the world. That's right. That's right. So I don't know about you, Dr. Aileen, but I'm a better person because of all of this, you know? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm in awe when I look at this website. I, I look at how this this institute has formed and taken on its own path, its own life, and uh, and I'm open to we're open to allow and see where it goes in the next uh, in the next 
where, where it takes us. And um, it certainly has, it was a lifeline. Line. I know that for many people during COVID, we offered several of those courses free. Um, we still have free courses that people can access there. We have a blog um so you can go uh, people can go there and see what's already up there some of them are vlogs video video uh some are written and so we've had and so we're just going to see where we move where where this goes from here That's the only right. thing we can keep doing is expanding and let's see where this all leads to That's right who knows right I mean the best That's is always right. right around the Right around the corner, absolutely right around the corner. We just never, never know. Um, I want to thank all of you for tuning in today to Unity Online Radio. It's truly the voice of the awakening world. It's a wonderful radio program, and we're so grateful for your participation. Thank, I want to thank all of you as publicists that are constantly reaching out and asking us to host a, an activity, a practitioner, a teacher, an author, on our show, it's because of you that we are one of the most noted radio shows online with Unity, and we're, we we don't take that lightly. It means a lot because it's a group participation, and I always like to thank Jeff because he is um, our wonderful station manager and does an amazing job. Dr. Aileen, always a privilege. I learn something from you every time I am breathing with you, and just a pleasure. So thank you for being with us. Thank you. Long before. Yes. Many blessings. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. And I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.